The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Before any of that, though, we're going to kick things off with our afternoon update, uh, catching you up on everything that has happened so far today. Uh, David Hall, who's the CEO of iCare Housing, CEO of Lifeline Services, is with me, as is Mary McCarthy, columnist with the Irish Independent. Uh, folks, you're both very welcome. Um, so, Breed O'Keefe's kind of eye-watering exit package of you know, nearly half a million quid, €450,000, uh, capturing a lot of headlines today. Um It'll cost RTE a lot more than that, won't it, David? Yeah, the actual package, by my calculations, anyone who's an employer will understand, uh, you know, I have 190 staff and in circumstances, if I was giving a member of staff 450 grand, they'd be delighted. But if I was giving any member of staff 450 grand, it cost me 1 million euros. So I don't know where the 450 grand, that's a net payment. That's an payment the employee receives. It's a 50% tax on average, 52, you can argue, and PRSI on top of that in USC. So the minimum payment that will cost RTE in totality, by my calculations, and indeed, uh, not, not brain surgery, will be 1 million euros. Should she give it back, Mary? Some people are suggesting she should, or some of it. I don't think she should give it back because it's a system problem. It's not, we're focusing on her, but it, it's yeah. only natural you're going to try and get as much as you can, right? So but it is a system program. Also, there has to be, there has to be adequate like protections in these sorts of jobs. Like there is a lot of personal risk for the, they're very big jobs, right? So you need to have, there needs to be proper protections if, you know, if, if you go, you get this much or whatever. However, I'm startled. It's a surprisingly high amount, especially if we're you're going to pay tax on that. I mean, that's a huge whack extra or two you're going to be paying then, right? And by comparison, the same report said that they had paid 10 other people on average of €23,000 as a departure money. So, you know, the golden handshakes, this is a spectacularly good golden handshake. Whatever the circumstances are, and as I say, I don't begrudge anybody individually, I think you're right, Mary, this is a systems problem. It's a whacking big amount of money for a systems problem. Yeah, it's, ve- it's very easy kind of from from here to say, you know, Oh, I'd have taken the moral high ground and turned around to my employer and said, no, that's too much money. Please keep some of it. Yeah. I don't think in reality any no, of us no, would no. do no. that. You know? and, and also, no. to be honest, like you know, we're having this conversation about a named person and like the person during the time has had her name mentioned in relation to stuff that's there. And, you know, there's a, there's a reputational issue in, in, in all of this with everybody around. So there's a cost involved in that and there's compensation required for all that. And the rights and wrongs of it, I don't know. But but you said, uh, Mary, and I agree, it is a systems issue. It is mm. a cultural issue. It is a toxic culture that's there. Ten other people, totality got mm. 223,000 between them. Between them. And if I was a member of staff of RT, I'd be combusting yeah. since this morning, looking at all this carry-on going on. When I'm being told, no, you can't get the taxi for that. Can you do again? Can you hire a go-car to go off and do some touring and some, and some filming and cutting back and stuff? Mm. Look at these obscene sums of money being given to people who may or may not deserve it. But there's an inconsistency there. One payment of 450, 10 payments totaling 223. Something dramatically wrong with that. But is it, Mary, is what we, you know, we, we can kind of lament it being made personal, but at the same time, uh, politicians and in a way they're reflecting kind of the public at large. I mean, there's a value in making it personal. Like what, 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 what attracted everybody to the, the RTE story initially was that it was the Ryan Tuberty story, you know, and kind of, uh, you know, complaints around kind of structures and corporate governance uh, kind of only capture so much of the public's attention. And I, we can say it's unfair all we want, but you can see why it's tempting for kind of politicians to kind of start demanding that Breda O'Keefe in particular pay back her money. Of course. I mean, it's... It, but there are others. And I think it is unfair. There's a lot there's yeah, no, person. true. But, but my point is you can you can understand the temptation. Oh, you know no, what I mean? Like, of course. It's right. It's right every story needs a villain. And, and it's, it's tempting to kind of paint her. And we shouldn't. And I... I 
maybe I shouldn't even use that word, but you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like in terms of a politician creating a narrative, I can see why some of them are very quick to start demanding right. she I, pay it back. I would say polit- politically, I'd say this was the fastest time senior ministers in the history of the state required someone or asked someone to pay money back this morning after yesterday's revelations. Normally it's it's opposition parties or chairs of different committees ask it. But we've Catherine Martin out, the line minister this morning, first thing, suggesting it needs to be done and Michal Martin in the doll today under pressure from Piers Doherty. So, like, this first time they've come out categorically mm. in no uncertain terms that the money should be returned. But why was one million euros worth of an exposure signed off by somebody and given of our money to an individual who may may not have deserved it, who didn't, was not made redundant. Yeah. They resigned. So they weren't made redundant and it wasn't, so it wasn't redundancy and it wasn't, so yeah, so there, she didn't pay tax on it, right? So that is, I mean, it's a golden it, it's, handshake. It's a, it's a, it's a go away. It's not, present. it wasn't, we're, we're, we're sorry we're letting you go money, it's please go away money. But it's a lot a lot of money, but again, it's not an. In, it's not her problem. It's like it, there, there's. Well, it is in a way, but it, it, I tell you what, you know, why it is her problem is that we talked about this on the show. I don't know how many times in recent weeks, and I've never gone home and sat on the sofa at the end of the day. And my wife's turned to me and said, "How about those corporate governance failures in RTE?" And I sat down last night, and she says. How about that money Brito O'Keefe got? Well, it is. You know, it's it's her problem in that sense. Well, no, you're in, right. In it a, is her problem in that sense. And it is a surprisingly high amount. I mean, it's one it million is a surprisingly euro bill. It is not 450. 450 is the low end of the attraction part. And Kevin uh, Backers yesterday was, was, was asked about the stuff and he broke his confidentiality, having prefaced the whole thing by saying it was confidential, to name just one package that was there. The total cost to the exchequer of that package is going to be. 1 million euros because the net payment to the lady is 450 grand. That that presentation I don't even like. So in the public sector you can't be spending <clears throat> money like that. In the private sector you can they do, do what that you want. all the time, right? But it's it's taxpayers money they're paying yeah. for that. So on, on a loss making entity. It is very high, but I I don't think she should have to pay it back. I don't I don't think that she should have to pay it back and I do think it's a it is a system. It's a, Absolutely, like yeah. new way, new ways of governance from where she. They need to get all the revelations. They need to get them all out there and get past them, and then start building their reputation again. It has how, to happen. How close do you think we are to that? I think you're right, David. I think there's more names coming down the line. There's going to be more revelations. And twenty February fifteenth, twenty twenty four. I know, but it started, it started in June last there's, year. There's a long year ahead. It does make any sense. I don't like for a media outfit who advises people. I, I just find some of the stuff bizarre that you wouldn't. If anybody else is being advised or being lobbied or having lobbyists in, they'd be saying, just lance the boil, get the information out, take all the punches, get the head slapped off you, get the information out, apologise and move on. It's dead by a thousand cuts. The absolute opposite advice is being given that would be given to anybody else who ever sets foot inside RTE to do an interview. Yeah, it's a fair point. Anyway, listen, I suspect we will be talking about it uh, again. It's the nature of uh, the issue. This is why people won't pay the TV licence as somebody else. Uh, uh, Breed O'Keefe is the Chief Financial Officer and supposedly the Guardian of Fiscal Rectitude in RTE, uh, uh, another listener observes, 087-1400-106. I mentioned school uniforms there, actually. We're going to be talking about this later in the hour. So there was a survey done, Mary, and it was a huge study. Kind of over a million children uh, were included in it uh, from the UK, but it was actually an Irish academic who was the head of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and one of the findings was that uniforms might prevent girls participating in, in activity, not necessarily kind of organised sports, but kind of just being active in the yard, particularly in primary school. Mm-hmm. Would you, would that, would that chime with your own sense of things? My kids have never worn uniforms in primary school. 
but I think they shouldn't have to. I don't think they should have to. But as David was saying earlier, a lot of the kids, they wear tracksuits for their uniform. So I can't see the problem with that. But I do think at secondary, the skirt definitely is a barrier to cycling because I can remember you'd go out on your bike and the skirt would ride right up and you'd just be like, I'm not doing this again tomorrow. So I think maybe they could wear skirts. you know, do you know what a skirt is? It's like a mixture of shorts and a skirt. Like what the camogie players wear. Yeah, yeah. But not necessarily that but short. Not that short, like a little long. Although they probably hoist them up. But so that could be a good solution for that. Because, but, but I haven't said that I'd looked into the study and it is a very, as you say, it's a huge study. The main point I would have taken from that study was, so it was 135 countries, kids between 5 and 17. And only, um, so 16% of kids in countries where they usually wear a uniform mm. meet the minimum requirement for the World Health Organization uh, for moderate physical exercise at 60 minutes a day. They say that's the minimum that yeah. they should do. So uh, the kids in the countries that usually wear a uniform was only 16% and the other countries were 19%. And some of the countries that don't wear uniforms, they tend to be hotter. So I remember I lived in Greece and they didn't, they tend to not have uniforms in secondary school. I wonder would the weather have anything to do with it as well? Like different factors, you know, maybe it's in warmer countries they yeah. do more exercise but the main thing I took out of that study was it's so low the amount of kids that are getting yeah even the, even the higher end even it's only 19% end, it's yeah. still yeah, like yeah. It's, it's only 1 in 5 that's the higher end just less than 1 in f- fewer than 1 in 5 that are doing the minimum exercise so yeah so I'm not sure but uniforms are possibly a tiny part of the problem but exactly, but, yeah. Yeah. but there's, there's a bigger problem to be honest I love the uniform I mean our house it'll be a fashion show in the morning we have one bathroom between six of us so you can imagine there's two teenagers in the house. So it's bad enough, you know. <clears throat> They're in there for ages getting ready. I can't imagine no uniform. The uniform is so handy. It's so handy. Isn't and it? It is handy. And I think, you know, I, I, I did a survey of two prior to coming on who said the skirts are too long to 14 year olds. And I think you're. I think one of, the, one of the old debates that happened actually was the cost involved in not wearing uniform. Because the uniform has a uniformity to it. Yeah. Um, I think the, you know, the part of, of having different types of fashion shows going on in schools each day and the cost involved, the peer mm-hmm. pressure and the cost. And in the current climate, like even 10 years moved on, that's even gotten worse with brands. And uh, I could see a very uncomfortable situation arising for many parents being under pressure uh, for having to have uniforms. But I think the primary school part is interesting about the, uh, the, the report. I'd be more interested in saying, why is it only 19% at a maximum? doing that exercise and, and it is very relevant the length of the skirts and skirts being around if 60 minutes is the target then it is a very relevant component but I think I don't think it makes a major difference I think the emphasis in relation to the ability of being able to exercise mm. is probably the far greater focus on it I don't show about second my kids are still at primary but I wonder is the compromise in uniforms that you, you, you get like it's funny my son and daughter go to school every day dressed more formally than their parents uh, uh, dress any day of the week. You know, they go in in little slacks yeah. and a shirt and a tie. You're so used to it, you don't stop and think about yeah. it. And actually, we're kind of dressed them up as little businessmen and businesswomen yeah. and send them off to school. It's so uh, odd. Uh, and a lot, of, a lot of schools still have those ties and even the ties with the elastic bands. And uh, that's what we have, yeah. yeah and and a little bit of blue permanent marker on the back of one. Like Mary's, we, we, for primary school, we, you know, for half of the year, we would have had um, a uniformity, but it would have been in relation to uh, tracksuits and tracksuits. But is that, is that yeah. the compromise then? Avoid so. the fact fashion show so you're yeah. not getting the sixth class student saying I want a Canada goose jacket to wear or in tomorrow white fox have you heard oh, yeah. of white fox no what's yeah. white fox oh, yeah. David has 14 year old yeah, twin yeah, girls yeah. I'm a specialist <gasps> in white, white fox so white fox is an Australian brand okay and you can't buy it here you have to buy it over the internet it costs a fortune to get it shipped over so for a hoodie that costs $40 you're paying like 90 or whatever 
But they're obsessed the with this white fox. The greatest income generator in the history of the state, white fox. White it, fox, it's all just, come from Australia. It's nothing special, it just says white fox on it and they're but all mad about it's the like, white But fox. it is, if you, exactly said, if you actually looked at a, at, a, at a group of teenagers, it actually looks like a new uniform now. The white the fox, the chaos you yeah. have. Yeah. If you didn't have a proper uniform. Yeah. <laughs> Just a blacker navy tracksuit bottoms and a white t-shirt in it's all it, schools. Yeah. All schools. Primary schools, yeah. navy. Although they the might reject it in schools, secondary, I, would I they? Like, I like the way my son looks nice and smart and, you know, it's, it makes such a change. I mean, it helps because it sops all of the other peripheral difficulties you might have with uh, hair and a whole host of other things. There's other standards that come with the uniform where schools don't allow be I wonder, does his personality change a little bit when he's in a uniform? He seems I think so. I think most compliant. people... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> to wear it at the weekends as well, Mary. Yeah, Put it, that yeah. uniform on you <laughs> and listen to what I say. Do your study. Do your study. Um, in your uniform. Have you heard about Karen's Diner? This diner oh, on O'Connor so, Street? Yeah. Yeah. So for people who don't know um, at home, this is a diner that prides itself on its bad customer service. I think that's a fair description, isn't yeah. it? Like yeah. That's the whole point of and it. Rudeness. Yeah. So, you know, they'll drop the menus on the floor. They'll kind of mutter obscenities under their breath about you. I, I, I can't really get my head around it, Mary. Can you? I am just flabbergasted. I got enough abuse that in my this own is an kitchen. Actual Why would I want to go? And you couldn't pay me to go to this restaurant. So Cathy McGuinness, she had a really good review in the Irish Independent today. And she went along with her family and her child got a hat saying TikTok twat and her husband got a hat saying grey pubes. I mean, that's kind of offensive. I, I yeah. find it very offensive. And I also have a problem with Karen, with the name Karen, because it's so according to Wikipedia, Karen is uh, it's slang for a middle class white woman who's always given out. She's always you know, yeah. upset about something. And mm. I just, I've got a very good friend called Karen and I do think it's, it's but awful. But is, is she a bit of a Karen? She is yeah. not a Karen at yeah, all. A little but bit. But also I don't even like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a Karen. You're just, you're just someone who's... Yeah, but who's, don't volunteer for it. Like, the, why, why would you sign up and pay? Why pay for it? I, I don't know. Why someone would you would pay for it? Someone would going in to pay for it. Like, why yeah. Why going for a meal? Why bring in that? That's it's not entertainment. Like I think, I think you're right. I read Cathy's review, and the review sort of goes that little bit step further. It's actually bordering on not humorous. It's actually bordering on slightly insulting, um, and therefore, you know, it's not ideal. Like if you're going out for a meal, and I'm not even sure what the quality of the food is like. That's the funny part. You're going to go into a diner. Like, she Why wasn't take that? raving about no, the she food. wasn't. She wasn't like Eddie Rocket style. You yeah, know? yeah. Henry McKean went earlier as well, and he was talking to John Fardy on the Moncrief show about it. And um, he made the point. He said, "You know what? It might have been funnier if I'd brought my mother and hadn't told her in advance." You know, okay. what it was. Yeah. And then there'd be a kind of a, you know, yeah. she'd be appalled. She couldn't get her head around what was going on. And he said, you could kind of gaslight her and say, you know, what are you talking about? Yeah, maybe a gaslight. It'd be elements. a gag. But yeah. he says, that'll only work once. You can't do it again the following no, week. Like you, you can't keep bringing all your friends one by one and yeah. gaslight them. I, I, I would, yeah, I don't. used to be a comedian who used to do the drunk waiter where you'd have a waiter who'd be acting like they were drunk at a, at a gig. Oh, like Manuel same, kind Manuel, of Manuel, yeah, same yeah. type of thing and be putting their fingers in the wine and all sorts of carry-on, sitting down beside the table having a break with you beside, when you're eating your dinner. Same thing. But it's, no, what, why, what's the purpose of wanting to go and pay for that? Yeah. At the drunk waiter now, that could be kind of funny. Yeah, no, it that is funny. That funny. is funny. But this this doesn't give you that. This goes that little level no, higher where it's trolled, recruiter. Trolled, yeah. I mean, like when I in my own kitchen, I'm trolled. Like, where's dinner? There's not enough protein, mammy. This is disgusting. I want to go out for dinner and be relaxed. I wonder, yeah. do they ever yeah. break character and they're too polite? 
You know, because yeah. you're, you're automatically you, t- you tend to say kind of if somebody says thank you, you'd say you're welcome, or you'd say please, and th- you know, I wonder, I wonder if you're polite to them, do they crack without yeah. thinking about it? Yeah, what, what must be like to work there? <laughs> what, I if, mean, what if the customers decide to be abusive back? What happens? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Anyway, none of us are going. I think none the Carol's diner. Are they? Maybe we're not the target market. Maybe we're not. Maybe, Maybe it's, we're it's not. 20s. Do you know when it'll get yeah. busy though? Christmas parties. People, yeah. Offices will book Christmas parties yeah. there. So they I'm might, not sure about yeah. opening in February. They should have probably opened in a, yeah. a pop-up yeah, Karen's yeah, Diner, maybe November. every Christmas. Yeah. You could see places going to I think it might be a Gen, Gen Z thing. It's not, I don't think it's, yeah. I don't think we'll any of us. Make us feel a bit older, Mary thinks. I know. Well, I'm probably, yeah. no, actually. No. Anyway, the Botox story, I'd love to talk about that, Kieran. I know Do you feel under pressure? Go on, you can talk I, about it. You know what? Yeah, I, talk about anything that's I going on. I really, really think Botox, we've lost the run of ourselves. And, you know, like think back to 15 years ago, if I told you, Loads of women are going to be going around injecting this stuff so their face doesn't move. That's going to be normal. Like, yeah. What would you think then? Or not even 15 years ago, 10 years ago. But now it is totally normal. I had a, I interviewed a doctor and she said, look, Mary, I'll do it for you for free. I can make you look like fresh, so fresh. I can really freshen up your face. And that's yeah. like... What's wrong with my face? And was it sore when you got it done? I didn't. Oh, uh, yeah, come on, you see. Oh, David, <laughs> you missed the open ahead. door there. Yeah, I missed the open ahead. door there. Okay, I'll give you the turning <laughs> later. I, I was just like, what is wrong with my face? That, that you would tell me yeah. this, that I should get it fixed. It's, it's a whole different world. The whole, it's the in, I call it the Instagram world. It's a whole different world. Uh, hair isn't a topic of mine, but between hair and between Botox and between stuff and predominantly females, it is a completely different world. And, and I think hair could be a topic. You could go to Turkey, David. You come back to the great. They've offered great of hair. I've offered to bring me to Turkey for different reasons, but to go to Turkey and uh, <laughs> do the hair, <laughs> the hair, the hair has been an offer has been made. Everything from one euro a hair, an average five thousand hairs is required to give you it's a substantive hair. Now, Fifty-two now. I've got as much interest in growing hair now at this stage of the wilderly world as I have. Yeah. But it is an industry. You're right. Botox. All of the beauty stuff is a phenomenal, phenomenal. And I'm concerned from looking at people sort of a bit obsessed about it and the cost involved in it. And your average industrial wage will never cover what's required to sustain and survive in this world. But it's a subscription cost a lot of the time as well, effectively, isn't it? Because you you don't kind of go once and then that's it. You kind of six months later. It's every three months. But also my big bugbear is... In Ireland, you have to be a medical, medically trained. You've got to be a nurse or a doctor to administer it. So it's not like we've got all these extra medical staff. So I think it's a moral thing as well, because you've got all these dentists. Mm. They're doing Botox. We don't have enough dentists. Our HSE system for schools, for kids, nobody's getting seen. So, you know, should you be trained as a nurse and the state pays for that and then you go off and do aesthetics? I you think know? there's lots of people there's lots of dodgy Botox too I mean it's like the, it's like getting your hair cut at home during the lockdown well, there's the fillers, people who come around yeah. to your house so the fillers can you can any anyone, can, anyone do can do a filler right so that's where that, the dodgy comes but the Botox it, it is very strict well I hope so anyway mm. that should be my memory, we will find another Botox gig here we'll do a test yeah anyway listen we're going to be talking about it a little bit later uh, on the show we're going to be speaking to someone who I think only about the 30 mark and that's it they're getting younger and younger as They're well, people younger. who are getting it, yeah. which is the, the point of it. Twenties, look at Instagram. There's people voluntarily showing the needle going in and showing what they've got done. Here's my before, here's my after, and TikTok's full of it. Anyway, David Hall, CEO of I Care Housing, CEO of Lifeline Services, Mary McCarthy, columnist with the Irish Independent. Thank you both very much uh, for joining me. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.